0: Um, not every day that Pierre Polyev promises to support Justin Trudeau on a piece of legislation. In fact, I don't know if he's ever promised to support Justin Trudeau on a piece of legislation. Now, a bit of a wrinkle here. This legislation doesn't exist yet. Will it? We'll wait and see. But it is legislation that Polyev has long promised to enact if and when he gets elected. And he's not alone on this. There are actually a lot of people, including here in Alberta, that think Trudeau should take him up on his offer and do it, right quick, too. Uh, Let's speak with the Honourable Pierre Polyev. Uh, Mr. Polyev, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Good to be with you. Um, The commitment that you've made here, the promise that you're making to Justin Trudeau, it's carbon tax relief, right? What is it you're proposing?
1: Well, my plan, my common sense plan is to axe Trudeau's carbon tax. Um, But I know that he and the NDP love the carbon tax. They want to raise it to 61 cents a liter uh, that uh, so getting them to agree with my act, the tax plan might be hard. However, on Thursday, Trudeau had an incredible panicked flip flop where he said he would take the carbon tax off home heating for oil heated homes in Atlantic Canada, and this was because the Atlantic Canadian MPs were panicking about how brutal his tax hike would hit their constituents over the winter. So I got to thinking if you're going to pause the carbon tax for Atlantic Canadian home heating, we should do it for all Canadians. Every single Canadian should be enjoying carbon tax free home heating as the winter months come. So I've said if the Prime Minister introduces a law today exempting the entire country from carbon tax on home heating, I would support passing that law by the end of business day.
0: Now, Trudeau has said things are different when we talk about home heating oil. It's not the same. We're, we're You know, there's, there's options of heating pumps available in the Maritime. So what we're going to do is pause this, not, not get rid of it altogether. We're going to pause it, and that will encourage more people to move to heating pumps and give them more time. So he's, he's trying to say you're talking about apples and oranges here, Mr. Polyev.
1: Well, I think we're talking about apples and apples. Uh, the uh, All Canadians have to eat their, uh, heat their homes. Why not pause the carbon tax on all home heating? Is the, the grandmother who lives in Edmonton not struggling to pay her home heating bill? Why is it that liberal MPs like Randy Bosano and George Chahal and NDP MPs like Heather McPherson and Blake Desjardins have done nothing to get Albertans the same deal that Atlantic Canadians have got, which is a carbon tax pause on home heating. So he's, so our, the Liberal and NDP MPs in Alberta are so weak and impotent that they are incapable of getting the same carbon tax pause that their Atlantic Canadian counterparts have forced on Trudeau. That means that Albertans should fire George Shahal, Randy Vossineau, Heather McPherson, and Blake Jarlet, because they cannot stand up for Albertans. Only common-sense conservatives will do that. I will to ask the tax for everyone, everywhere, forever.
0: Um, so if we take a look at polling, and, and, and as you are well aware, your party is doing extremely well in the polling. There is one area, actually there's two, but one area where you do continue to lag behind Justin Trudeau, and there's only two left according to the latest Advocates polling um, that came out last week is climate change. One of these areas that we're talking about here, it's 37, uh, think that Justin Trudeau uh, has a plan to tackle climate change. Just 30% think you do. So, in okay, if we're going to start removing carbon taxes, and we know that three-quarters of Canadians are very concerned about climate change, what is the plan? I mean, what would you do to try and convince Canadians that you can tackle climate change just as well as the Liberals can?
1: be clear, the carbon tax is not an environmental plan. It is a tax plan. Trudeau has now admitted that by pausing the tax on home heating oil. Ironically, natural gas is lower emitting as a source of heating. So you get more heat with less carbon emissions from natural gas. And yet he's taxing that at a higher rate. Why? Because this is political science and not environmental science. My common sense plan would lower the cost of carbon-free alternatives rather than raising the cost of traditional energy that we still need. I will greenlight hydroelectric dams, small modular nuclear reactors, tidal power, uh, and other sources of electrification that are emissions-free so that we can have more affordable, low-emitting sources of energy. I'll incentivize carbon capture and storage to help Albertans and Saskatchewanians make their oil the lowest emitting anywhere on Earth, I will help Saskatchewan export more of its civilian-grade uranium to, to build nuclear plants in in Asia that will shut down greenhouse gas emitting uh, coal-fired electricity. Uh, this is a common-sense plan to green-light green projects and to lower the cost of, tradi- of new energy sources rather than raising the cost of traditional oil and gas that we still need.
0: You, you call it a tax plan, and uh, you tied it to inflation. Um, the, the Bank of Canada says the, the impact on inflation is 0.15%. Mm. The Parliamentary Budget Office... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa.
1: That's false. It is. The Bank of Canada has said that the primary impact on inflation is that low number. Correct, yeah. But they admitted that they do not include secondary impacts. So, for example, if you just include the price of the pump, then that's one thing. But you have to also do secondary costs, like all the food and clothing and furniture and other supplies that have to be shipped using truck and train. They are, they go up as well, and that was not included in the Bank of Canada's calculation and by their own admission. So you have to consider the secondary cost increases. That carbon taxes bring
0: which are there i don't know if you can put a number on them i think that's what the bank of canada said it's actually it's, it's impossible to you know accurately quantify that in terms of it being a tax situation parliamentary budget office as you know uh says it's every last penny of it is rebated and more most canadians no, actually get more wrong no it's not that's the parliamentary false. budget it's office false. has it's said false. that, that the. It,
1: sorry I, I really hate to, to embarrass you in this way but well, you're not I embarrassing will, me will, at will. all I will I will tell you, and I'm going to tweet this out so all your listeners, please go to my Twitter account today. We will put this out today. The, the Parliamentary Budget Officer said 60% of Canadians will pay more in carbon taxes than they get back in rebates. He's never said, never, that every penny goes out in rebates. The government doesn't even claim that to be the truth. They claim that 9 and $10 go out in rebates. But here's what the Parliamentary Budget Officer said. He said... That when you take into account the direct fiscal costs to families and then the economic impact sure. to families, sixty percent, sixty, a majority, right. pay more in carbon Those taxes than they get back in rebates. That's the parliamentary budget officer appointed by Justin Trudeau. But that's what he actually said. And I will tweet that I will tweet out the very table okay. in which he says it. And I think Albertans, if I'm not mistaken, get hit the hardest by the carbon tax of all Canadians. So that's the the fact. And it's liberal MPs like George Chahal, Randy Boissonneau, NDP members like Heather McPherson and Blake Desjardins, they're the ones who voted to quadruple the carbon tax to 61 cents a liter and thousands of dollars more for home heat. Albertans need to fire the NDP liberal coalition and elect common sense conservatives to axe the tax.
0: We're running a little on time, but I do want to ask you about the Alberta pension plan. You have said that you think it would be good for Albertans to stay into that pension plan. I got a couple of questions. Um there's a good possibility, if this comes to pass, and I think it's not likely that it will, um, how far would you be willing to go to push back against, because you will probably be Prime Minister, You know, if you were elected, the timelines would line up where you would probably be Prime Minister, should this come to pass in 2025 or 2026. How far would you be willing to push back on Alberta to try and maintain what we have with the CPP as it is right now? Let's start
1: off with the fact that we never had this problem before Justin Trudeau one that has destabilized our fiscal federation by attacking Albertans. He attacked the oil and gas sector to favor Saudi and other dirty dictatorship oil. He has passed an unconstitutional bill, C-69, that undermines your the, the Alberta economy. And he's now charging a higher carbon tax on Albertans than on other parts of the country. It is because he has attacked Alberta and uh, betrayed Albertans that were even having this debate when the c- previous conservative government was in place, there was no province trying to pull out of the Canada mm-hmm. pension plan. What we need to do is get rid of Justin Trudeau and br- and replace him with someone who treats Alberta fairly. And as a born and bred Albertan, I will treat Alberta fairly. Albertans will have control of their resources. they will have a carbon tax free, Country to live in. Albertans will be respected. They will make their. They will control their own destiny, and I believe that will unite our country when it comes to CPP and every other federal program.
0: Um, Back to the question that I asked, and as you know, this far predates Justin Trudeau. They've been talking about this for as long as I've been alive in Alberta. No, Daniel Smith wrote a piece on this back in 2003.
1: There was no Alberta government pulling out of it. No, not a government. But Daniel Smith has held these views for decades. Let's be clear. Let's not defend Justin Trudeau. This mess. I'm not. Is I'm making, just.
0: You. You're interested in accuracy, and you should be. It is a fact, but that's
1: inaccurate. Fact. No, it is a fact that there was no no government in Canada proposing to pull out of the Canada Pension plan True. before Justin Trudeau. Only Trudeau's divisive policies, which to attack and disrespect Alberta destroy its primary industry apply an unfair of
0: course carbon tax. but it was also Violate a conversation by alberta political parties long before that, justin trudeau uh, there was
1: no government that was ever proposing to do because they didn't get elected yesterday.
0: government i understand that's when true prime, when i'm prime
1: minister alberta will not have to fight with with canada on any issue because i will give fairness to albertans and that will bring stability To our entire economy,
0: including our pensions. Do you think the 53% of the CPP holding the $334 trillion that Albertans are being told would be their share of the CPP, do you think that's fair? Do you think that's realistic? Do you think there's any way that that could actually come to pass?
1: I think I I will work to to solidify the Canada pension plan, encourage Albertans to stay in that plan, Mm -hmm. and my common sense approach to that will be, to give Alberta a fair treatment within our economy by repealing the unconstitutional Bill C-69 that Randy Bosilio and yeah. George Shahal have supported. Yeah, you mentioned that, that a few times, by but... The NDP. So but we'll the, get rid of it. We'll get rid of the unconstitutional attack on Albertans. We'll get enough. rid of the un, the unfair carbon tax. Yeah. We'll unleash production of connected Alberta's natural resources. Yeah. Those are the things that will end the resentment that has caused this division... On the Canada Pension Plan, for which Justin Trudeau is the sole to blame.
0: Okay. Yeah, as you've said repeatedly. The question, though, yeah. do you think the 334 billion dollars and the 53 percent of the CPP holdings is a realistic number to that, be taking I to
1: Alberta? No, I don't know which number is the the realistic number. What I know is that it is unfortunate we're even that Albertans are even forced by Mr. Trudeau to have this conversation. He has divided our country, and now there's serious consequences for it. And it's not just Alberta. You, it's easy for you to blame Albertans, but it, but it's now Quebecers who's uh, now the party Quebecois saying that because Trudeau has doubled the national debt, it might be more financially beneficial for Quebec to leave the country. I think that's false, but it proves that Trudeau has divided the country, whether it's Quebec or Alberta or everywhere else, his economic agenda of destroying primary industries doubling our national debt driving up inflation is a threat not only to the livelihoods and pocketbooks of canadians but also to national unity
0: mr Polyev, uh, i appreciate your time thank you so much for being here today great to be with you and i will be tweeting out that
1: our, our okay yes yeah and before. so i encourage you to look at it 60 percent of canadians pay more in carbon taxes than they get back in rebate and albertans get hit the hardest. Good news is, a common-sense Conservative government will axe the tax.
0: Fair enough. Thank you, Mr. Polyev. Uh, That is Pierre Polyev, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada.